0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's help in fifty-seven sixty-eight two thousand and eight, right here in Beit Shemesh, Israel. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayikra. We begin now a brand new book in the Torah, very exciting new book if I had to describe exactly the idea behind this book. So the first book of the Torah is Bracious. We spoke about in Breishis the foundation, the, the Avos, the fathers, the forefathers of Kalal Yisrael, the beginnings, the seeds of Kalal Yisrael, of the people of Israel. Shamos was the beginning of the nationhood of the people of Israel. It was the foundations for the Shechina the Divine Presence, to rest upon the people of Israel. And finally we come to Vayikra. This book is going to deal with the avoda the service of the people of Israel for Hashem, and the actual bringing down of that Shekhinah into the world and upon the people of Israel. And how is that accomplished? Very interestingly, it's accomplished through the Karbonos. That's the thing that's referred to as avoda. Avoda is service. Now, the obvious question that we need to ask ourselves, we need to understand is, what is the purpose of these karbanos? How is it that a person brings an animal, he sacrifices this animal to Hashem, and somehow that creates a connection? As we know, the word karban, sacrifice in Hebrew is korban, the word korban, the root of it is karev, to come close. Somehow this sacrifice by bringing an animal up on the mizbech, upon the altar, and burning it there upon the altar, somehow it connects us, brings us close to Hashem. How does this work? There are people who would say, if anything, heaven forbid, it's barbaric. How could you take an animal and kill it for some weird uh, barbaric purpose? People don't understand this to the point where, unfortunately, in a certain sect of Judaism, so they've taken out from the tefillah, they've taken out from the prayers, the idea of karbanos, the idea of sacrifice. And I think it's really due to a misunderstanding and a lack of true depth in what the understanding is behind the Karbonos. So I'd like to discuss what is the purpose of the Karbonos, how is it that it connects us to Hashem, what is its message, and what can we draw and what can we learn from it that we can apply to our lives. So to begin with, I'd like to give you a few different facts about the Karbonos, about these sacrifices, and I'm going to discuss a little bit of the Machlokas, the argument between the Rambam and the Ramban, Maimonides and Nachmanides, and they're, they each have their own understanding of the carbonos, and uh, we'll be able to really garner something nice out of each of them and here we go so the first thing that i'd like to tell you is that a a carbon a sacrifice has to come specifically and usually from a tzon, from a sheep or a goat or it can come from bakar which is a cow either a male or a female cow that's the first factoid when we have to talk about sacrifices Another interesting thing that we have that happens when we do the karbanos is, is one of the first steps is actual smicha. Before they do anything, before they sacrifice, before they kill the animal, before they do any kind of slaughtering, the person who's bringing the animal, he actually places his hands upon the animal's head. He puts all of his weight upon the animal. That's the first step. It's called smicha. We need to understand what's the purpose of the smicha. Another thing that we find in when it comes to karban chatas. Which is a sin offering. So a person will take as he's doing that smih, as he's doing that, he's leaning all of his weight upon the animal, he does vidui. He confesses the sins that he's done that have led him to bring this korban. That's another important thing we need to understand. Why does it happen? What is the connection between sin and a korban and a sacrifice? Another thing that we find is many of the different body parts of the animal are burned upon the altar, some parts are eaten, some parts of it are given as a matana, as a present to the Kohen, to the priest. All of these different things have different representations, we need to understand what each of these things represent, what each of these things teach us. Let's begin now with the Rambam, the Rambam is quoted by Ramban, Maimonides is quoted by Nachmanides, and the Rambam says like this, he says that one of the reasons that we bring these different things, these sheep and goats and cows, is because in Mitzrayim in Egypt, and in this the Chaldeans, and the Indians of old, so they and even till today the indians they would worship these different things the the Mitzvim, the egyptians would worship sheep as we know and the chaldeans would worship demons which looked like goats and third of all the indians the old in in india so they would worship cows. In fact, to this day, you can see that there are cows walking around in India, and they don't—they're very holy animals to the Indians. They view them as gods. So the Rambam says, Maimonides says, La puke to come to exclude and to show that they're wrong—that these are not gods. We sacrifice these animals to Hashem. Something similar to what we did, as we mentioned in in Mitzrayim in Egypt, similar thing that we do as well in the Beis Hamikdash or in the in the Mishkan. It was to show that these are not gods; rather, we dedicate them to Hashem. Now, the Ramban poses numerous issues with this Rambam. Nachmanides asks on Maimonides. First question that he asks is: It can't be. This just to show that the that the Egyptians are wrong. It says, Ishe re'ach nichoach l'Hashem." This is a fire offering, a beautiful smelling thing for Hashem. This is something that Hashem loves. It can't just be that it's something that's to show that the Egyptians are wrong. This is something that connects us to Hashem. It doesn't really make sense that that would be, that would be the purpose. Second of all, if you wanted to show that they're wrong, we don't need a sacrifice to do that. All you need to do is shekht it, slaughter it, and eat it. That should be enough. A third thing is that we find even before the Egyptians, before the Chaldeans, before the Indians, we know that Noah, when he came out of his teva, when Noah came out of the, the ark, so right, the first thing that he does is he brings these korbanos, he brings these sacrifices to Hashem. Another place we find that even before that, even before there was any avodah zara in the world, before there was any idolatry, Hevel, the son of Adam, the first man, he brings a korban to Hashem, he brings a sacrifice to Hashem of an animal. And lastly, he asks that the word korbanos, the idea of a korban is to connect us to Hashem, as we mentioned so many times. And it can't be that it's just... It's just something that's coming to exclude what the Egyptians do or the Chaldeans do. So the Ramban tells us something beautiful. He tells us something very deep and something very important. And he says that the whole idea of these sacrifices, as we mentioned, is a korban, is to connect us to Hashem, to bring us close to Hashem. How does it bring us close to Hashem? So he focuses first on the idea of a korban chatas, a sacrifice which is brought for a sin and he says the first step in this sacrifice as we mentioned is smicha one places his hands upon the head of this animal and he places all of his weight on the animal now what's the purpose of the smicha? so to understand this the Ramban tells us something very deep and that is that there are three levels the lowest levels of human action begin in thought after thought comes speech and after speech comes deed Those are the three levels that a person can be metami, he can defile when he does a sin. So the first level that a person does is a person leans all of his weight upon this animal. That represents action. That represents movement. That represents the sin, the sin that he accomplished with his actions. The next thing that a person does is a person does vidu, he admits, he says over all the things that he's done wrong. That corresponds to a person's speech, the defilement that took place on his speech. What happens next? Another thing that happens is they actually burn up the innards of the animal and the kidneys of the animal. And these things represent the inner thought of a person. The thoughts, the desires that a person has, those are represented by the innards of the animal that are burnt. And the point of each of these things is to remind us that we've sinned, we've done something wrong, and we need to reconnect to Hashem. And the way we reconnect is by admitting that we've done something wrong and by, through action and speech and thought, Each of these things are represented here. Ramban tells us that there are even more representations within this whole action of the sacrifices. One of the things that we do is we take the kra'ayim, the hands and the feet of the animal, and we sacrifice those. And he says those correspond to man's hands and feet that have been quick to do an aver, to do a sin. Another thing that we do is the Zerika Saddam, we take the blood and we sprinkle the blood upon the altar. And that sprinkling of the blood reminds us that the blood that we have in our bodies is the seed of the soul. Our soul rests upon the blood and we have defiled our soul and our blood by doing sin. Additionally, says the Ramban, when we do a sin, so, be'etzem, in truth, our blood should be spilt, because we've done something wrong. We've done something that really we deserve, heaven forbid the death penalty. However, Hashem in His great mercy, so He allows us this opportunity to instead, to be able to spill, spill the blood of an animal, and to atone, that's the atonement for us. Because when we see the blood of that animal being spilt, we realize that our blood should be spilt. And it's a teaching tool that teaches us that we need to realize that depth and the gravity of our actions and how far-reaching are the implications of what we've done. He also says that this, that we give presents, you know, part of the part of the animal is actually eaten by the Kohen. And the Kohen represents the Talmidei Chachamim, the scholars of Israel, because the Kohen, he's the one who learns the Torah, he's the one who acts on behalf of Israel. So when we give him presents, so it's an encouragement for him to pray on our behalf that we shouldn't come to do any sins. So all of these different things, all the different parts of the Karbanos, they were teaching tools that helped us to remind ourselves that we've done something wrong and now we need to reattach ourselves to Hashem. And that's what we find elsewhere. We find many different times where the the Nevi'im, the great prophets, they would berate the people of Israel when the Karbanos, when the sacrifices just became an empty act. And they would say, Why does Hashem want your great amount, your multitude of Karbanos, of your sacrifices? That's not what Hashem wants. The true sacrifice of Hashem is a broken heart, a broken spirit. Because the purpose of the sacrifice was for a person to realize, hey, that animal that's on the altar, that should really be me. I'm the one that really deserves to die. That's a recognition that a person would have. That was the incredible teaching tool of the Korban. On another level, we can think about it this way, that the purpose of humanity the purpose of a person being created in this world is in order to rise above his animal nature the purpose of a person is to true a person has to take his animal nature and direct it toward Hashem but it has to be transcended in order for a person to transcend his animal nature, he has to recognize that everything is from Hashem he has to dedicate himself completely completely to Hashem to the point where he's even ready to sacrifice his life, that's why we say Hashem is our God, Hashem is one we recognize that Hashem is is the only God and all of our thoughts and, and focus needs to be directed towards Him and we say, You should love Hashem with all of your heart, with all of your soul. And our sages tell us, Even if Hashem is going to take your soul, a person has to be ready to sacrifice his soul for Hashem. So, the Karbanas can also remind us of that thing, that idea, that a person has to be ready to give up his own body for Hashem. But even more than that, a person has to be not just ready to give up his own body for Hashem, but On a deeper level, a person has to be ready to give up his animal desires for Hashem. Because his animal desires are the things that lead him away from Hashem. If a person is going to follow his animal nature, always be running after his desires, if he's a man, he's running after women. If if it's a woman, she's always running after acknowledgement and honor. So then he's going to be drawn away from Hashem. He's going to be drawn away from the true path. But rather, a person has to focus himself and say, I'm ready to sacrifice my animal nature. That, I believe, is the message that we can take out of the carbonos. We have to be ready to sacrifice ourselves for Hashem. This is the avodas Hashem. This is the service of Hashem. How do we serve Hashem? By sacrificing for Hashem. How do we serve Hashem? By sacrificing our animal nature for Hashem. By giving up our natural desires. And when we do that, we develop an incredible love for Hashem. As I've been saying in the Daily Dvar, the more we give up for Hashem, the more we're ready to give up of our natural desires natural tendencies for Hashem the more we connect to Hashem. As everybody knows, a person has a child, the love a person a parent has for his child is, is unending. It's an incredible deep love and the reason that a parent loves his child more than a child can ever love that parent is because the parent is constantly sacrificing for that child. And that means that true love is where we give, because where we give is where we really are. And that's why we love our children so much, and that's why our parents love us so much, because they've given so much to us. And when we are ready to give to Hashem, of course Hashem doesn't need anything. But when we're ready to give, so to speak, to Hashem, to give up what we want for Hashem, that's when we create a love for Hashem because we've invested in our relationship for Hashem. When we're ready to sacrifice that animal nature, much as a person would sacrifice, you know, when a person would bring an animal to Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash, it was a difficult thing. It says, Adam ki mikem, You're going to bring a sacrifice from you. And the reason I believe is because a person had many different animals in his possession but these animals represented his wealth this was his money this this is how people thought of their animals in those days like you think of your car a a car is a status symbol a a car represents this is my wealth i've invested a lot of money a lot of time a lot of energy and i'm constantly investing in in this in this car so in those days they had animals and they were constantly investing money in these animals to feed them and to buy the animals and there was really adam of mikem There was a sacrifice that was involved. They had to give of themselves. They had to give a piece of themselves for Hashem and that was the way that they would connect to Hashem that's how we create connection to Hashem is by sacrificing from ourselves (laughs) with our souls giving our souls for Hashem doesn't mean we have to die for Hashem it means we have to give our hearts we have to give our emotions give ourselves over to Hashem and (laughs) means giving over all of our possessions for Hashem that means using all of our resources everything that we have to dedicate ourselves to come close to Hashem giving money to tzedakah to poor people or to Torah institutions or to synagogues that's the way that we connect to Hashem this I believe is what we learn from the Karbanos and I thank you so much for listening I want to bless me and you and all of us that we should be we should learn the lesson of the Karbanos and we should connect to Hashem and constantly be striving to go higher and higher in, in that connection and truly one day we'll be able to bring back the Beis Hamikdash that holy temple where again we'll be able to bring those sacrifices we'll be able to learn those lessons and we'll be able to sacrifice ourselves completely in our own lives not to give up our lives heaven forbid but rather to be able to sacrifice what we want now, so to speak, for what we want later. That desire that we have now, let's say a physical desire, for what we really know to be true, for what we really know to be the, the greatest the greatest accomplishment and that is spiritual accomplishment, have a very good chamas.